If your business involves selling items on Amazon, eBay, or your business accepts payments from credit cards, debit cards, or other third-party processors, you'll more than likely receive a Form 1099-K. Knowing what this form is and how it will impact your business is important to know. The rules for the 1099-K are changing in 2022, and understanding these new rules, as well as the impact that it will have in your business, is important. In today's episode, I'll be going over what all the hype is regarding the 1099-K form so that you know exactly what to expect in the coming year. I'll even be covering what the difference is between a 1099 miscellaneous and 1099-NEC and the 1099-K so there's no confusion between the three of these forms. This episode is going to be helpful for you whether you're getting ready to start your small business, you're a solopreneur, entrepreneur, small business owner, virtual online bookkeeper, or virtual assistant, and you accept any payments via credit card or debit card or a third-party processor. You're listening to the Mastering Your Small Business Finances podcast, where we get straight to the point on topics that ultimately affect your bottom line. That's right. As an entrepreneur with a small business, money management, growth, marketing, they all affect your bottom line. I'm your host, Chris Ponick. I'm a certified public accountant, and I've been helping small business owners like you navigate and easily understand these complicated topics for over 25 years. I'm a wife, a mom, a grandmother, and a small business owner myself, so I know your time is valuable. In my free time, I make the best sugar cookies and have mastered an amazing chocolate chip cookie recipe. And that's not just my opinion. You're in the right place. I promise your time will be well spent here. Each week you'll gain confidence and clarity while making a successful impact on your business and grow your bottom line. Get comfy, grab a cookie, and let's get straight to the point with this week's episode. Are you looking for a computerized software solution to do your bookkeeping? I highly recommend checking out QuickBooks Online. I've been using QuickBooks myself for over 20 years, and they really know how to streamline processes and make your bookkeeping and recording your transactions simple and easy. QuickBooks is one of the top software solutions used by small business owners, and I would say that over 95% of my clients are currently using QuickBooks for their businesses. One of the features most of my clients and I take advantage of is the option to set up bank feeds. You simply link your bank account to your QuickBooks account and QuickBooks will automatically import each transaction into your QuickBooks file. You'll save a ton of time not having to manually enter each of these transactions. You simply review each of the transactions and make sure they're getting recorded to the appropriate account. And then click one button and they're in. Want to know more? Head over to financialadventure.com QuickBooks and learn how you can save 50% off of your first three months. Welcome back. The 1099-K form may have been something you didn't worry about too much, even if you accepted payments via credit card, debit card, or other third-party processors in the past because of the thresholds. But in 2022, these rules will be changing, and this will most likely cause you to receive a 1099-K for your business 
if you're accepting payments via credit card, debit cards, or other third-party processors. First, I'm going to fill you in with what exactly a 1099-K form is all about. The 1099-K form includes the gross amount of all reportable transactions. Reportable transactions currently include payments from payment card transactions, including debit and credit cards, as well as third-party payment network transactions above the minimum reporting threshold of gross payments that exceed $20,000 and have more than 200 transactions. You would receive a 1099-K form for each payment settlement entity from which you receive payments in settlement of reportable payment transactions. If you don't meet these requirements, you would not be issued a 1099-K form. When you report your gross sales on your tax return, you would need to report all your gross sales, including sales from cash, checks, as well as debit and credit card payments, and any third-party payment processors. The amount of gross transactions from your 1099-K should be included in the amount of gross sales that you're reporting on your tax return. You should verify that any 1099-K forms that you receive are accurate and you're reporting your gross sales correctly. You might be thinking that this is all great information, but your business doesn't receive over $20,000 and it doesn't have more than 200 transactions. But this is exactly why I thought this would be a great topic for today's podcast. Because in 2022, the rules for the 1099-K form will be changing and it will impact many, many more businesses. In 2022, the payee must issue a 1099-K form if the service processed more than $600 worth of payments regardless of the number of individual payments or transactions. With this being said, does this change your perspective of how the 1099-K form may impact your business? Does your business have more than $600 worth of payments? If so, you can expect to receive a 1099-K form at the end of 2022. These forms should be received by January 31st of the following year and you would then want to make sure that you look them over for accuracy and ensure any of this income is also included in the gross receipts you are reporting on your tax return. Make sure that any payment processors that you are using have all the correct information for your business so that there are no questions when it comes to filing your tax return. Make sure that your name, address, phone number, and tax identification numbers are correct. Now that you understand what the 1099-K form is all about, I want to also make sure you understand what the 1099 miscellaneous and 1099 NEC forms are and how to make sure you're not duplicating any payments on these forms. The 1099 miscellaneous form was used to report any miscellaneous information. It's used to report miscellaneous compensation such as rents, prizes, and awards, just to mention a few. Prior to 2020, it was also used to report non-employee compensation. In 2020, the 1099 NEC, which stands for non-employee compensation, came back for reporting any non-employee compensation. 
These forms were used to report any amounts of $600 or more. You'll want to make sure that you don't have any amounts entered on these forms that are also entered on a 1099-K form. If there's transactions that are occurring through credit card or third-party processors, these transactions should be recorded on the 1099-K form and not the 1099 miscellaneous or 1099-NEC. So why the change? There are thousands of gig economy workers who earn less than $20,000 in a year, which means they don't currently receive a 1099-K. This could mean that thousands of gig workers could be misreporting or underreporting their income. The American Rescue Plan Act lowers the threshold to help track these income amounts closer as a copy of the 1099-K also goes to the IRS. Understanding how the 1099-K form works will help reduce your stress level at tax time. You can reduce your stress level even more by making sure you grab a copy of the 5 Essentials for Stress-Free Bookkeeping. This guide is helpful whether you're doing your own bookkeeping for your business or you're doing bookkeeping for multiple businesses. You can grab this free guide by going to financialadventure.com slash 5 essentials. That's the number 5 E-S-S-E-N-T-I-A-L-S. I'll post a link where you're listening to this podcast so that you can make sure you follow these guidelines for stress-free bookkeeping. And I want you to know that I'm here for you if you ever need help with your bookkeeping. Just let me know. You can contact me by going to financialadventure.com slash contact hyphen us. All right, to recap this episode, number one, The 1099-K form includes the gross amount of all reportable transactions. These currently include payments from payment card transactions, such as debit and credit cards, as well as third-party payment network transactions, above the minimum reporting threshold of gross payments that exceed $20,000 and have more than 200 transactions. Number two, you would receive a 1099-K form from each payment settlement entity which you receive payments in settlement of reportable payment transactions. If you don't meet these requirements, you would not be issued a 1099-K form. Number three, when you report your gross sales on your tax return, you would need to report all your gross sales, including sales from cash, checks, as well as debit and credit card payments, and any third-party payment processors. Number four, the amount of gross transactions from your 1099-K should be included in the amount of gross sales that you're reporting on your tax return. You should verify that any 1099-K forms that you receive are accurate and that you're reporting your gross sales correctly. Number five, in 2022, the rules for the Form 1099-K will be changing and will impact many, many more businesses. In 2022, the payee must issue a 1099-K form if the service processed more than $600 worth of payments, regardless of the number of individual payments or transactions. Number six, if you receive a 1099-K form, you want to make sure that you look it over for accuracy and ensure that any of the income is also included in the gross receipts that you're reporting on your tax return. Number seven, 
Make sure that any payment processors that you are using have all the correct information for your business so that there are no questions when it comes to filing your tax return. Especially, make sure that your name, address, phone number, and tax identification numbers are correct. Number eight, the 1099 miscellaneous form was used to report any miscellaneous information. It's used to report miscellaneous compensation such as rent, prizes, and awards, just to mention a few. In 2020, the 1099 NEC came back for reporting any non-employee compensation of $600 or more. Number 10. There are thousands of gig economy workers who earn less than $20,000 in a year, which means that they don't currently receive a 1099-K. This could mean that thousands of gig workers could be misreporting or underreporting their income. The American Rescue Plan Act lowers the threshold to help track these income amounts closer as a copy of the 1099-K also goes to the IRS. And you know I'm going to ask, what's at least one thing that you will take away from this episode that will help your business succeed and grow your bottom line? If you need some accountability, join our private Facebook community and post your action item. We'd love to support you. Thanks for taking the time to tune into this episode of Mastering Your Small Business Finances. If you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed creating it for you, I'd love for you to give it a five-star rating and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. Visit financialadventure.com for the show notes, links from this episode, and while you're there, leave a comment if you have a topic you're interested in learning more about that affects your bottom line. If you're looking for a community where you can ask questions and get feedback about your small business, join my private Facebook group. You can find the links to this group and more on financialadventure.com. And remember, any financial information shared on this podcast is not to be considered professional, financial, or tax advice and should not be solely relied upon. Please consult your CPA or tax advisor for an opinion on your specific circumstances. I'm looking forward to having you tune in next time. Until then, dream big, follow your heart, and love what you do. Thank you.